Hello from Diplomatic Language Services, and welcome to our podcast, Language Matters. We make language accessible to everyday people by discussing features which may not exist in other languages. I'm your host, Molly Sampson. Welcome to this episode of Language Matters. Um, today we are going to be talking about German. Um, and I have with me Christina. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Christina is from Germany originally and is now a German teacher. And then we have Carrie with us. Guten Tag, Carrie. Guten Tag. And Carrie is, a, well, a native English speaker, but has been living in and out of Germany um, for a couple of years and is in love with the German language. Thank you guys both for being here. So let's talk a little bit about the the writing system. It's basically the same as the English system, but slight different, like you have some accents here and there. Can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, we have a few special letters in German. So we have the basic 26, but then we have an extra double S letter that is the SZ. Kind of looks like a capital B written mm-hmm. in English. Mm-hmm. And then there are three vowels, A, O, and U, that can also get two little dots called umlauts over them, which will change the whole word, whether the dots are there or not. So what does the funny S, the funny B double S sound like? It's a, it's a pulled out S, so like Strasse. Okay. Strasse instead of Strasse. It's a slight. Okay, okay. And that's it. With the new German correct writing system that came about in the 90s, they are a little more loose on whether you have to use the SZ or whether you can write a double S. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What do you prefer? Uh, the SZ is so much fun. Yeah, it's true. I also like the SZ. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it makes you different. Cooler. Yes, yeah. it's German, really yeah, German. Yeah. So, and the umlaut, what does the umlaut do uh, to the vowels? Um, so it, it will give it a shooter sound, like to take a word to make it past tense. It'll often be used, or plurals, baum with B-A-U-M. Or B A umlaut U M boima. Oh, it is cuter. It yeah. is. <laughs> I'd much rather say boim than yes. baum. Yes, and a little itty bitty tree would be a boim shin. Okay, good. So, so we're just talking about sounds when it comes to uh, English speakers. Um, I guess maybe Carrie, what did you find particularly difficult to pronounce when you were first learning German? Oh my goodness, that's a good question. Um, I learned German in a very unusual way. Um, I learned it very quickly and kind of oddly easily. So I may not be the best example to go by, but I remember struggling quite a bit for a while with uh, the R's. Um, so the R's in, in like the middle of words or the beginning of words. For and, example? Uh, rot, for the color red. Uh, it's sort of like a little guttural, maybe? Yeah. And then also okay. the umlauts, too. So for words like Frühstück. Is difficult because it's got, or was difficult for me because it's got the R and the, an umlaut in there too. Mm-mm. Those are very difficult, um, but that's pretty common. It's are there it, any? Most, it's a sticking point. I see. Uh, from your perspective, Christina, is there anybody or anything that the you think C- English speakers H's struggle? H's in the middle of words can tend to be a problem. Uh, a lot of Americans are used to CH being either a real like K, like in my name, CH, yeah, Christina, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina. Or to be more going into the sh, you know, yeah, like a yeah. chair. So when they have a word like machen, where that ch is, is down that, in is the it throat, yeah. uh huh, and it's a lot more raspy. 
they they get problems. It, they make everything sound softer than right, the German right, should right, be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also, I think, afraid to make that noise. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> it sounds a little aggressive. Uh-huh. But. Or like in our in the example of a, a little tree, Bäumchen, that mm-hmm. kind of a thing is tough, too, because now it's behaving differently from what they've learned. I see, I see. It's got as many grammar rules as English does. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> So your name in German is also is with like K, right? Christina. Mm-hmm. But you spell it with a C H. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in German you can do C H as a K sound. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, now you mentioned grammar. So let's talk a little bit about grammar. It's always a a beast. I hear. Is it because German is actually more difficult, or is it because German is um more more strict about how you construct sentences? I think, well, there's more, there's an additional case in German. And I think by the time people take German as adults, they have forgotten a lot of their English grammar. Mm-hmm. So they feel a little or never knew it. Yes. You know, even if you've <laughs> heard once about what's the preterite, you, you didn't put that to memory. You don't remember what gerunds are and, you know, how to take a verb and turn it into a noun. Mm-hmm. But we do it every day. Mm-hmm. So having to break down all those rules all of a sudden and then put in cases. In English, though, you can just say the tree, the trees, the apple of the tree, and it's always the. Mm -hmm, In German, mm -hmm. though, for each case, you're going to have different ways to say the, Mm -hmm. and those matter. I see, I see. Mm -hmm. So it really changes the meaning when you mess up the case. Exactly. Like I said, you could, in English, say it's the apple of the tree, or there is the tree, it's still the. Mm. But in German, you would have a different article based on whether mm-hmm. it's an indirect, a direct object, or if it's a possessive. I see. I see. So aside from uh, cases, is there anything else kind of difficult for English speakers to do in German? There's more exceptions to the rules than there are rules. Okay. I suppose that's true in most <laughs> languages, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. they, they see, you know, it's like, okay, here is a rule. The following seven pages will explain all the exceptions to that to rule. Them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the most common words are the ones that happen to be the exceptions. So, mm-hmm. I think I've seen a lot of people struggle with adjective endings, which is kind of related to the cases. Um, that's consistently in my teaching experience been been a big difficulty for most people. So adjectives, uh, they have to conjugate with... Say masculine, feminine. What 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 does it? What pieces come in to affect the adjective? Sure. So the adjectives have to reflect both the case and also the gender of the nouns. So that's going to lead back into your your issue of recognizing cases. Mm-hmm. And then and then whatever the gender of the appropriate noun is, and then the number as well. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it all has to be reflected in the endings of of all your adjectives, and it can get it can get pretty complicated, especially. When you've got sentences that have multiple cases in them. Yeah, yeah. And it can, it can be very difficult to know when to use which one and why. And a lot of, a lot of people get hung up on the why. And it's, okay. it's tough. It's very so tough. So I'm always looking for, for shortcuts. So, <laughs> I mean, how, many, how, big of a de- how big of a deal, I guess, or how big of an effect does it have on your communication if you mess up the adjective ending? In writing or in speaking? In speaking. Not much. Not much. So people kind of, it, when you hear Americans make that mistake a lot, or anybody, if you see or hear foreigners mess up the adjective endings, people don't get I think the most irritated. obvious one in speaking is by number. So missing that something is plural 
or making something singular into plural. Mm -hmm. With the case endings and gender, there's some wiggle room where if you mumble, your German might not even Mm -hmm. pick up if you (laughs) said it right or not. It's a very common trick, actually, um, that you'll hear pretty commonly if you listen closely to, to just native speakers just talking, that people will will very frequently kind of swallow the endings. Mm, that is a good shortcut. Yeah, and they just kind of get morphed into a vague <laughs> sound of something, and then people just sort of just automatically put the right ending in there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You hear the right ending even though it technically wasn't said. Mm-hmm. So if you can master that trick, it's... it's master mumbling. It's uh-huh. super handy. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Um, so I think also one thing I like about uh, German is the ability to just mush a bunch of words together and make compound words out of many of them, many single words. Uh, do you have any that you particularly like? And I guess, am I right in oh, yes. making that assumption? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in one of my classes, uh, and it was a German one, they actually came up with, I want to say it had 37 letters it was Herbstbergradfahrtour, uh, which is fall mountain bike tour. Oh, all in one or autumn mountain bike tour. One word, and it works. It works. How much? Ru- how many rules are there around it? There are some rules about connecting them. You can't take each word individually and just smush it. it. You might need to add a letter, an en, or an s. To help it flow together. Oh, okay, okay. But overall... Yeah, or occasionally drop a couple letters um, to make it fit together better. Mm-hmm. To, to get the sounds to liaise a little bit better? Yeah. yeah. For, for ease of pronunciation. So basically, if it's, if it's overly hard to pronounce, given the pronunciation rules of German, something's probably off. <laughs> but if it flows, then it works. Yeah. Um, what most of my students have noted about liking in compound words is that in that case the gender it's not this new set of words you need to learn the gender is based on the very last word in the compound oh okay oh you could just maybe you could just pick the word thing or something and say blah 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 blah, thing (laughs) and then never have to change your case or your <laughs> it works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You can. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm definitely. Oh, I've got a good list of shortcuts. I'm going to learn German now. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. as a compound word, that actually is a fun one. The German word for drums is Schlagzeug, which is a hitting thing. Oh, okay. The thing you hit. Great. Now, there are lots of very literal, like German compound words mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. super directly, almost hilariously describe whatever the things are. Like, my favorite for those types of words is uh, Staubsauger, which is the word for vacuum cleaner, and it literally means dust sucker. Oh, uh, okay. Or, or Flugzeug for airplane. It's a flying thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's very good. almost almost comical <laughs> yes. in, its, in its literalness. Yeah. Um, in Germany, right, you don't have built-in wall closets like we do in the States. Mm-hmm. So you have Schrank, closet, yeah, for yeah. everything. You have a Kleiderschrank, your clothing closet. Bücherschrank is your book closet. And then my student's favorite is always the Kühlschrank, the cool closet. It's where you put your groceries, your refrigerator. Ah, okay. (laughs) That is a good one. That is a good one. Um, So because you have a lot of, uh, or English has a lot of uh, cognates, um, what are some of the words that um, don't, or, or kind of false friends? So... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, yeah. Just trying to think of them real quick. Yeah, so that are false friends where we think 
it means something, and then you say it in German, it just doesn't mean that at all. The one that immediately pops into my mind is gift,、mm. which you know in English is something nice. It's something you would give to somebody else. It's a pleasant thing, but in German it means poison. Oh, is it spelled the same? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>、um, a lot of people try to Germanify actually and say, well, actuell. No,、mm -hmm. that means currently. Actuell in、oh, German、okay. is current versus actually. actually. Yeah.、Mm -hmm. Find in German is enemy, but it sounds similar to friend. It's really just、oh, that、uh -huh. one R is out. I get a lot of people who do say. Uh, ich gehe mit mein Freund. Emily, no, that's your enemy, not your friend. Don't go anywhere with your enemy. So, what's、so、friend? Freund. Okay, it's close. Similar. Yeah, 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 it's also yeah, yeah. similar, but for、yeah. some people, the the the, the IE switch is is confusing. Right, right, right.、Um, Makes one, sense. One that I've seen people struggle with a lot is the German will, which is spelled like the English will.、Mm. So a lot of people will say when they mean things like I. We'll go to bed early. They'll try to put the German "ich will,"、um, which which is actually that you want to do something. Oh, okay. So Instead of "I will," want to do something. I see. As I opposed see. to, so you use it to express something that you would like to want to do rather right, than right, right, right. going to do. Yeah, that's a very common mistake too. I see.、Um, so, do you get a lot of borrowed words mixed into German? So, I mean, I think it happens a lot with tech. Words nowadays.、Mm -hmm. Yes,、um, the older borrowed words in German actually tend to come from the French mm -hmm, mm -hmm.、Uh, restaurant. Okay, totally okay. German word, but obviously borrowed from the French bureau is an office, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. borrowed from the French. Yeah, the more technical computer-related items now tend to be borrowed from English, as well as fun slang.、Mm. Germans will absolutely say something is total cool. Oh, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yep, <laughs>、cool. okay.、Um, yeah, so mostly from French and English.、Um, what about、uh, variations in German? There's not too many German-speaking countries. So, for example, through Austria, through Germany, what kind of variations on it do you do you get? What am I missing?、Uh, Most Switzerland, of it would come with pronunciation, and you'll even see that within Germany,、mm -hmm. a lot of different dialects.、Um, Hanover being the pure German historically,、mm. and everybody else attaining to reach that goal. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few different different dialects.、Um, sometimes dialects are very thick. It kind of ranges between. Well, that sounds a bit odd, but I can understand it all the way into two people from these two places who theoretically speak the same language can't understand each other at all. Like the dialects can be so like、thick. someone from Alabama and someone from Wales, yeah, like right. Whatever, like just, <laughs> just not not be able to communicate. It is like like they're from. So which di which dialects do you find to be harder to understand?、Uh, it, it varies by person.、Um, Nitorius are like most of the Bavarian dialects in southern Germany. Some of the、so、northern、pretty. German dialects they are. Oh, they are pretty. So Bavarian sounds so pretty because it, it kind of rolls a little more into Italian. Oh, okay, it's very warm. On the Swiss border, yeah, they they roll their R's. I see. So they don't ever struggle with the you know the yeah, deep yeah. R's. They just they roll it. You know,、mm. I think Berliners tend to have a reputation for being hard to understand.、Mm. They just chop letters off left and right. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I think some of the like northern 
like Hamburg and around there, mm -hmm. um, the northern, extreme northern dialects can be a little tricky too. Yeah, Frankfurt in Hessen, they will, not in a compound word way, more in a compound sentence way, smush everything together. Mm. So the, I was machen da, instead of I was machst du denn da, mm. I was machen da. Okay. Becomes one word. Kind of mumbly, blurry yes. mess. <laughs> Swiss German is also very notorious for being very hard to follow. Mm -hmm. um, even even for native speakers. Yeah. I've I've experienced that firsthand. I was with with my I say my German family in Zurich. And we'd sat down Zurich. in a yes. in Zurich, yeah, <laughs> we sat down in a in a cafe that had an outside outside tables and we were just sitting and having a coffee in the afternoon like you do. And somebody on the street yelled something up to somebody in one of the houses that was like leaning out of a window. And there were four of us at this table. It was me and then three, three fully native German speakers. And we all listened to this conversation. And then after the people had gone, we looked at each other and said, one person said, did you get any of that? And we all know. <laughs> we, like none of us, all four of us, we had mm. no clue what the person had said, what the people had said. Not a clue. I see. <laughs> so it's it's very tough. I see. I see. Um, well, we usually the last thing uh, we usually close with is a proverb or kind of an idiom. Do you have any that you particularly like in in German? I do. I picked one out because it. Uh, I like it because it kind of fits my current current mindset. It's like my current motto. Um, it's krummes Holz gibt auch gerades Feuer. So it literally means crooked wood will also, like, also gives straight fire. So meaning, you know, if you light yeah, a fire the with, <laughs> with, with crooked logs, the fire itself will still be you straight. You get to still you resolve. Still get a good fire. So it's, it's meant to be kind of a reminder of Like, how, don't be a perfectionist. Right, uh, yeah. Like, perfect isn't necessarily necessary, and you, know, you can still do and make and produce good things out of imperfect circumstances. Mm. Um, the quote that it might be kind of compared to is, I think it was, was it Roosevelt, who said, um, do what you can with what you have where you are. It's a little like that. Mm -hmm, where it's, mm -hmm. it's whatever you have right now, you can still do good things with it, even if it's not perfect. Uh, do you have any, Christina? Oh, um, I try in class usually to use the ones that do relate to an English saying. Um, and the, the fun thing about yeah, sayings and idioms is that they do tend to be more a little bit in dialect mm -hmm, versus mm -hmm, mm -hmm. improper German. And just the other day it came up, ein geschenktes Gaul guckt man nicht ins Maul. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh, it's exactly the same. It yeah. is. Uh -huh. like super literally. A gifted horse, don't, but don't look in use its mouth. gift because it means something. Poison. Else. Poison. Like, don't different. poison the horse. <laughs> Two different things. Yes. Okay. Well, great. I think that's all for this episode. But thank you for, oh, danke. Bitte schön. For coming. That's all. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Language Matters. Um, to our listeners, uh, you can continue the conversation by tweeting us at DiplomaticLS, or you can find us on Facebook by searching for Diplomatic Language Services.